at that moment, <clears throat> I literally felt my soul just leave my body. And I, all I could think about was I'm going to die today. Of all the horrible things that have happened in my life, really, I'm going to go out this way. I'll have what she's having. Welcome to another edition of Digital Confidence Podcast. It's, it's always about she talking confidence. This is a show about women's confidence. And this week I have an insanely special guest. Finally got her back on the show. It's Tony Rogers. Tony, how are you? I'm just great. How and are you? I'm doing great. I wanted to bring Tony back on the show because she's the most resilient woman I have ever met. The stuff that you have gone through in the past. And when you were on the show five years ago, it was because you had gone through a big life shift. And that was intense. And actually I've done 350 or so podcasts. And to this day, that's the second most listened to podcast that I've ever done. I, that's just crazy. That's it's like 100,000, 150,000 downloads in a hundred different countries. It's crazy. But I think it's because the way you told the story it was very personal, and I think a lot of people, even though they may not have had the same experience, I think they resonated with going through something that really tested you, something that came out of the blue, and your level of resilience, and then your level of confidence that had grown through that experience. Mm -hmm. And so from that, we'd been talking for, what, the past year or so about getting you on the show, and then all of a sudden, something insane happened to you what two has it been two or three weeks since that I happened i think it's three weeks now three weeks now and i'm like oh now you have to come on yesterday, but it was three weeks. and that's why i really i would really love for you to share your story and how you handled it has a lot to do with confidence with the things that you've dealt with in the past and how you have continually picked yourself up and dusted yourself off and gone into yourself and tapped that power and moved forward with your life. So just to set the stage, can you go through what happened three weeks ago? So I love to do yard work. It's a stress reliever for me and I enjoyed being outside. I think it was on, a, well, it was a Friday. I'd taken the day off work. So I was uh, doing some yard work out in my front yard and let me back up for a second. So I was inside doing some other run of things because I'm practically ADHD. <laughs> So I'm like, got several things happening all at once. I'm walking through my house and I happen to come across and see I have a stun gun that my mother had purchased for me for Christmas one year. And I have never used it. I mean, it's just been laying around. So I figured, oh, I probably should charge this. So I'll find the cord and charge it. So I had stuck it in my front pocket in my jean shorts that I was wearing. And as I was walking through the living room, I just glanced out my front yard and saw that I had my bucket and my gloves were still sitting out there. So I went out the front door and I went to retrieve those. And then again, of course, I started picking up more leaves from the rocks out of the blue, just from out of nowhere. I hear like footsteps, crunching sounds coming from behind me in my front yard. And I just slowly get up from the crouching position and I turn around and there's these two young guys right there and one had a gun and all he said was just do not say a word turn around and walk inside your house 
what do you do when this, there's two guys right in front of me? My thought was, okay, this is going to be a joke, right? So I just looked at them and I didn't say a word. And I turned around and I just slowly started walking. And at that moment, <clears throat> I literally felt my soul just leave my body. And I, all I could think about was I'm going to die today. Of all the horrible things that have happened in my life, really, I'm going to go out this way. And I've had a lot of occurrences in my life where I shouldn't be here. My mom always says, you're like a cat. You have nine lives. For crying out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably true. Mm-hmm. But seriously, I'm walking slowly towards the front door. And I'm thinking to myself, you have to do what you have to do to survive. You have to do whatever it takes, whatever you have to do. And then just all of a sudden, I felt literally my soul go back into my body. And it's just this unexpected sense of calm just came over me because I knew that if I freaked out, then they could possibly freak out too. But I was completely paralyzed with fear inside. And then I realized, oh my God, I have a stun gun in my front pocket. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I haven't had it charged in years. So I'm like, I've got to, I've got to do something. And so as I'm almost at the front door, he jabs the gun in my low back and he says, move, get moving. And I don't know what came over me, but I just slowly pulled it out of my pocket and I swung around and I stunned him right in the chest by the miracle of God or whatever it was, guardian angels are looking over me. It worked. It had enough, I'm going to get emotional just thinking about it, but it had enough power just to drop him. And the other guy just took off running. And so obviously I ran in my house, freaked out and called my dad. And he said, you called the police. I'm like, no, I called you. Get over here. So I called him. They came over and the police were called and I filed a report. And unfortunately they had already been gone. So after that happened, I was so afraid to stay at my house. I went to my parents' house for the night, and then I went to your house for a week mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. It, it Unbelievable. And just the fact that, of course, with two guys and out of the blue and not even... And the thing that got me, and it still gets me to this day, is the fact that you had the stun gun on you. I know that thing's been in a drawer for however long, or it's been out to where you might charge it like every few months or whatever. Yeah. What are the odds that you had randomly found it and thought, oh, I need to charge this thing and then put it in your pocket before you went outside yeah. and this happened? That's mind boggling how that it's almost like, it's like it was meant to happen. Yeah. It's just, it, you, you just can't deny stuff like that. And I don't even know what they were there for. I don't know if they were there to rob me. I don't know. And I don't care because if it comes between them or me, I'm going to pick me. <laughs> so that being the incident, the terrible incident and you going through that, what I want to f- focus on is what you did after the trauma that happened afterwards dealing with that, and then the steps that you had taken, which comes back into going back into yourself once again, picking yourself up, empowering yourself with your internal, that true confidence, and taking steps to 
make sure that if this does happen again, then you are somewhat prepared or just improving yourself to where something like this will not impede your life again. Right. I'm a small person. I'm very petite. I'm five feet, maybe 105 pounds. So I'm very little. So I, I'm assuming these two guys thought, oh, here's this small little girl. We can take her kind of thing. That's what they thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the first things that's taken from us following a tragedy is our confidence. No matter how bad things are, you always have choices. And you can either choose to get up when life pushes you down, even if you don't feel like it. And trust me, when we went to the grocery store, what was it? A day or two after that, I was clinging to you. I didn't want to leave your side. I would see people that resemble them and I start to panic. I was having like a panic attack and I'm like, I do not want to live like this. I can't live like this. So I was doing some research online about women's self-defense classes. And I have an uncle who, uh, who's a karate instructor and he has been in competitions his whole life. And he's always wanted to train me and show me. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I found this place that I'm currently attending. I'm a member there now. And it's called Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And it's called Women Empowerment. And from the first time I took that class, I remember calling you that night. I'm like, I love this class. I feel so, I feel like I'm, can I say, can I cuss? You can. <laughs> I feel like such a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, me practicing some of my moves on you and stuff. And that's been fun. Those are legit moves, <laughs> which is one of the things that I would like to stress. This fact is that you are five foot, you are 105 pounds, and it's about technique, right? It's not about size. It's about knowing what to do. It's about technique. And the moves that you're putting on me, I'm like, and I'm twice your size. And I was down, right? It's just, it's incredible. It's empowering. And so you went out, you decided to do something about it. Do you think it's because of the experiences that you've had in your life to where you've had to get up and you've had to start over and you've had to, yeah. I I was almost raped when I was 19. My apartment complex. The thing that I would really like for you to share is if a woman goes through something like this or something that's just very traumatizing, what is it that you have? What's the secret sauce that you go to get back up and to take those steps in order to re-empower yourself, use that internal true confidence to gain more competence and then outward confidence in Again, just continuing through life and not living in fear. It's the falls that have taught me the importance of getting up and being my own ally in the process. Inner strength came from truly believing in myself and knowing who I am. And no matter what tragedy or tragic losses I've incurred in my life in the past, I just get stronger life is always going to happen and it's up to you how you're going to respond to it. You don't have to live as a victim from your past. The tools that you have to overcome anything you already have inside of you, everybody has it. You just need to learn how to tap into it and have the self-confidence that you're born with. So you just need to tap into it. Everybody has it, whether or not they have had the challenges in life to use it. I don't know. 
Do you think a lot of women get convinced that they don't have it? It's because they have a lack of competence or Eventually, they've, been pro- they've been programmed or what, why do you think? Because we listen to what people say. If people say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, then you're going to believe them. And people, you just you not think about so much what other people say. You can't live your life trying to please everybody else. And that was one thing I always struggled with growing up was I was a people pleaser. I always put myself last. I always wanted to put everybody's feelings first and put them first before me. And it's just people tell me to do this. They tell me to do that. And you kind of listen to your inner self. That's where your strength comes from. As my father was 46 and I was 22 when he was just tragically murdered from his mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest tragedies I have ever had to overcome. I really didn't think I was going to survive that. But somehow, because you have people, you, they always call them your tribe. I always hear you say that word a lot. You need people who will be there to support you and to keep lifting you up and holding you up and just encouraging you. And I still get a little insecure sometimes about things in life, but that's only not. I think that's why a lot of women have difficult time because they feel as though there's two types of confidence, right? There's like contextual, there's like confidence in knowing how to do something or getting up in front of people and thinking that you understand the subject matter and you can deliver it in a good way. That type of a thing, confidence in doing things rather than having that inner true confidence, which is just the inner acceptance and understanding of yourself. And you're going to do the best you can and you're going to work through whatever you need to, and you're going to empower yourself as the days go and make your life better and take control of it and not be a victim. And a lot of that gets confused. I think if you classify confidence as the other one, as to being able to do something or being able to speak or in whatever situation you're in, then you're going to feel not very confident. And that's going to not allow you to take the steps and to take action because the, everything that you had said in regards to after the tragedies that have happened, it's all been about, taking the next step. It's all about taking action. And that's why I told you I was insanely impressed for the fact that it took you like two, three, four, maybe even less days to where you're like, I got to do something. Then you researched and you found the self-defense class and you went and you- But I still haven't gone back out in my front yard to do any yard work though. Isn't that a great point? The great point is it's okay to still be scared and it's okay to still deal with the trauma because that's just human nature is when something like that happens, it's going to imprint intensely into Mm -hmm. your system and you're going to have to do a lot of work to get past that process. But in the meantime, it doesn't mean you can't take action to further improve yourself. And taking my first class, I didn't know what I was doing or if I could do it or if this is something that I can deal with or handle. I thought it would maybe traumatize me or put me back in that situation or take me back to when I was 19 when I was attacked by those two men. Mm -hmm. Because in some of the moves, you're very close together and sometimes it could trigger a memory and then you just don't want to go back there because you're like, no way. But I've gone to five classes now and every single time I'm done, 
the instructors are like, you are so awesome. You're doing such a great job. You just mentioned the two things. When you first went in, you didn't want to get triggered and you didn't really have any confidence because you didn't have any competence in doing the moves Mm -hmm. and you didn't know what was in front of you. And there was a level of fear there. Yet you still persevered. Yet you still took the action. That's the inner true confidence that drives you regardless of the fear that you're facing and regardless of the potential triggers that are going to happen, you still took the steps. That's the, isn't that your whole life has been like thing after thing of you dealing with these situations, but still persevering and still taking the steps to get out of those things and to move forward. I look at it this way. All the things that have happened in my life, Tony, why am I here? What am I supposed to learn? I'm still trying to figure that out. So there must be a reason. There must be some purpose for me to be here. I do believe that there has to be some type of guardian angel looking over me. There has to be something that is watching over me or somebody. Because I don't even want to think about what could have happened had I not had that stun gun in my pocket. It could have gone bad in so many ways. But now I'm taking steps to if that ever were to happen again and I didn't have my stun gun readily available, at least I would feel confident enough to protect myself. For the call to action towards the end of the show, I always ask for a little nugget, a little advice, a little something. If you had a friend and they went through, may not even be to this degree because this is pretty intense, but something that was really scary, traumatizing, what would be something that you would tell them to ground them and to move forward? First of all, you know me, I'd be like, get over here or I'm coming over so I can give you a big hug. I'm so glad that you're fine and you're okay. And it's going to get, it's going to be fine. It'll be better. I don't know, just words of encouragement and just, they need to talk to people or talk to somebody if they still feel like they're in fear. Talk about it. Get some advice from people that you trust, people that will give you good advice or just listen to you. Just having a good support group and people who love you, just you feel comfortable with them. You feel safe with them. And that's what it was for me. I went to my parents' house. I went to your house. I never felt safer. Now when I'm home alone, because I live by myself, I just have my dogs. And even I thank God that they're there. (laughs) And they were barking that day. They were a different bark. And I didn't listen to it. And I should have known better because I just, I'm very trusting. Friday, five o'clock in the afternoon, people are coming home from work. I'm out there. Who's going to, who does that? I don't even know if it was planned or if they just happened to be walking by and they saw an opportunity, but you can't let, you can't live your life in fear. You have to get out there. And in, in order for me to do that, I'm taking my self-defense classes Maybe. believer and things happen for a reason and people come into your life for a reason and mm-hmm. speaking of confidence when i first met you that night didn't know you just met you told you about what happened in my life the book i was writing that's a lot of confidence to tell some stranger about my experience at that time i just didn't care what you thought so i think that's another thing is that's confidence it's like you don't care what people think you can't care what people think I love it. That's a great way to end it. I know that you wrote a book. Lastly, I want you to push that now because, or at least talk about it briefly because it's amazing. And it was about your experience that you had back about 15, 20 years ago or so. 
Yeah. Back in 2010. It's called Down the Rabbit Hole. Down the Rabbit Hole. Okay. And you can find it where? Just type in the name and then my name at the time was Stearns. So Tony Stearns, S-T-E-A-R-N-S, and something should pop up. When we did the show five years ago, it was about that. And people love the show. It is time to go. So thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.